This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, veteran strength conditioning coach and sports dietitian Pratik Patel is joining me to discuss how under-eating can ruin your metabolism and hold back your health and performance. Pratik has spent over a decade in collegiate and professional sports as a strength conditioning coach and sports dietitian. He's worked at Kansas State, Michigan State, the University of Oregon, and then he spent four years as the director of sports nutrition and assistant strength coach for the New York Giants. Pratik is now the director of Outer Energy with Own It Coaching. But before we get into this discussion, please take two seconds and smash the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on, as this is one of the best ways that you can support the podcast. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Pratik, I want to talk about under eating. And I think that this is more of an issue than people think. What are the consequences of chronically underfeeding your body? Yeah, I think we see this a lot with people that are trying to make some significant health changes or they're starting their health journey and they're like, okay, I have to eat this certain caloric level, which already puts me at a caloric deficit. But then I also have to make sure that I'm training, you know, five, six, seven days a week in the gym. And what a lot of people associate that with is weight loss. And to be able to do that, they jump on the treadmill, they start doing cardio, they do hours of exercise, not realizing that their caloric deficit is going to take care of most of that weight loss to start with. And then they pile on even more energy expenditure with that much training, not realizing that they're driving their energy availability too low. So energy availability is basically the amount of energy you take in, how many calories you eat, minus what you expend from all the training and all the exercise that you're doing. And it's divided by someone's fat-free mass in, in kilograms. So for normal people, the range would be 30 to 45, just in terms of, you know, a little bit of weight loss, weight maintenance. If you're an athlete, you're going to get, you know, a football player, rugby player, upwards of 50 or more. But what we see is when you're in a chronically low energy availability straight, that's where it's under 30, meaning that's how many calories are left to really let the body continue to function, to process, you know, metabolic functions. Um, organ function, hormone production, all the things that it needs. So when you're in this chronically low energy availability state, it doesn't have enough to function. So what happens is where's it going to get it? It's going to start pulling from bone, from muscle, just because that's what the body does physiologically. It's just a, a survival and protective mechanism. So if this just happens, you know, once or twice over the course of a few weeks or a month, that's not, not a big deal. But when people are like, Hey, I'm eating 1200 calories, 1500 calories. I'm a large individual. I'm well over 200 pounds and 300 pounds. So my energy expenditure is, you know, 3000, 4000, including how much training they're doing. They're driving that energy availability low. So now you have uh, altered hormone function. And this is in males and women's like lower testosterone, lower estrogen. You see issues with, you know, wasting of muscle mass, um, decreasing strength of bones, because again, the body needs micronutrients. It needs calories. If you don't provide it, it's going to break itself down. And over time, this is what we see with a lot of issues that happen in females with uh, amenorrhea in males with low testosterone, like low libido, low energy levels. You see it. So uh, people don't even know sometimes they're chronically under eating. Yeah. They don't know because there is weight loss. So they think that they're doing the right thing, but the weight loss, if we're not really measuring body composition, and or 
taking into consideration energy levels, sleep quality, which does get affected when you're in a low energy availability state, they fixate more on what the end goal is, which is the number on the scale and not necessarily like what is the ideal or optimal way to get there. So it's, mm. it's something that's a major deal in sports too. When we're talking about why these athletes are having injuries and they're stronger than ever, we have all this tech, we have all this emphasis on sports medicine, this and that. And like, well, you take into account all the stresses and then we know that they don't eat right and sleep right. And they're always in this low energy availability state. So the internal systems and the quality of the structures are constantly degrading because they can't build themselves back up. Well, if you think about the average American or average person that's got a busy lifestyle, you know, they're, that's how you got busy life, hard work, kids, stressors in all different areas. They're kind of like a, a worn out athlete. And then you add poor nutrition or under eating on that. Do you see people having like they've chronically undereaten, having a hard time losing fat? Yeah, because it's it's funny because you see these people doing certain exercises or following a specific diet plan, but they're not getting the body composition changes or gains that they want. So obviously, when everybody embarks on this journey, you want to lose fat. You know, you want to preserve the muscle mass you have, or maybe even build it if you have that opportunity to, because that's what looks good. You know, you lose fat, you maintain your your muscle mass and size. Hey, that. That's fantastic. That's what we want. But when we don't pay attention to eating the right calorie level or doing the right things training wise, we don't give the body the opportunity to lose that body fat that we want. So like I mentioned before, it's, it's a preservation technique when the body doesn't get the energy that it needs. What we see is people become more um, hypotensive. Body temperature goes down because metabolism starts to shift because it realizes like I don't have enough that's being provided to me. So I need to slow processes down in the body to be able to hold on to what you have. So the body loves to hold on to fat because that's our de facto. We will stay in a sympathetic state. We're going to burn through muscle glycogen. We're going to burn through muscle tissue to get gluconeogenesis to create glucose. And that's why people don't necessarily see those changes in their body in terms of what they look like as opposed to what the scale shows. Wow. Um, what if you've been chronically under eating? Like, how do you know if you've been chronically under eating? There's only one way to do it is to calculate, right? Like how many calories and what your needs are, correct? Yeah. In terms of figuring out what your expenditure versus your intake, you can kind of just take account, you know, look at everything that you're eating, you know, quantify it, try to calculate what energy expenditure is. And we know that that's not always the easiest thing, but get a general sense of where you're at. But then you know, there are, there are biomarkers that you can look at, you know, blood pressure goes down, heart rate goes down, uh, body temperature goes down too. You can subjectively feel that you're not as energized. You might have poor libido. You might be losing your hair, things that start showing up and exacerbating itself to say, okay, That's this might my not problem. be. Yeah. <laughs> Yours and mine. I <laughs> uh, know. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. No. So those are things that you can try to see and track if mm -hmm. you're worried about, are you in a chronically low energy availability state, or maybe even just calculate using that energy availability equation. So you could use, uh, are there other resources people can find to calculate this real easy online? Yeah. If you, if, I mean, you could Google energy availability, you know, calculator the same way. If you wanted to calculate what your estimated energy expenditure, you have like the Harris Benedict Mifflin St. George calculators that people make it easy for you to just plug and play, put the numbers in and you get that result spit out. Okay. So if you want to lose that weight though, is it, is it better to get back to eating 
at the caloric maintenance that you need for a while. And then, cause you got to get in the caloric deficit in order to lose weight. And then, but you don't want to be chronically stuck in this state for a long period of time. So is this like a really delicate balance? It is for some people. It just depends on how quickly they're seeing progress. And then if they end up starting to plateau, because a caloric deficit is a stress on the body. You know, people think, oh, I'm going to supercharge my metabolism. Like, no, when you're in a caloric deficit, you're driving your metabolism down. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily what people think, but that's just the truth of it. And you don't want to be in a significant caloric deficit over time because of the reasons that I mentioned before. Like the body doesn't like it. It's not what it wants to be in. So if you end up struggling or you find yourself at a place where, hey, the, the weight loss is kind of flatlined. So that's a great opportunity to say, okay, now I want to just eat a maintenance because my, my metabolism has shifted down for that duration of that caloric deficit. But now I don't want to stay in that, that way. I still want to make sure that I'm burning X amount of calories per day. I don't want my metabolism to be driven to the ground. So that's when you have either maintenance phases or maybe even refeeds to really get that metabolism back up because you've, you've potentially started some changes. There is some adaptation there. You've developed some habits, you know, hopefully that you can sustain. So now it's not, Oh, I have to eat more calories. You know, psychologically, I just not in that place. Like you were when you started, it's like, okay, I understand why, mm-hmm. because I haven't seen the results I want. I want to make sure that I decrease the stress on my body with the caloric deficit, increase calories over time over to get to maintenance, stay at that maintenance plan for a few weeks, see how you feel and then say, okay, now I'm going to recalculate what my calculated energy expenditure is because every time you lose weight, you have to reset and say, okay, now I'm not going to be able to eat at the same level because my metabolism is changing. So when you lose weight, you burn less calories as opposed to when you gain weight, you actually have a higher energy expenditure. So it's, so is it accurate to say that when I'm in a caloric deficit for a long period of time, my metabolism is downshifting because when I'm in a caloric, a eucaloric state or a balanced caloric, now I'm training or exercising. My body has the resources to, um, for protein synthesis to repair my body. And so my metabolism is just the breaking down and building up of things in a very simplistic way. So my, it's moving when you, when you have less fuel, things are slowing down. And so eventually if you're trying to like, you're not going to be building muscle, your energy is going to go down. Like you said, your libido is going down. You're going to lose hair. You're going to look like me. Uh, is that, is that basically what's happening? Things are just coming to a grinding halt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and in simplistic terms, that's, it's a great way of being able to put it down. So if I want to know if I'm, in this state or not, you probably, you need to assess the way you feel. It'd be nice to track your calories, go look online, do a little formula, or somebody could find you uh, and work with somebody like you, which I think you, you've started a new pretty, a new thing at ownitcoaching.com. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, working with uh, that group. It's a startup. It's a health and wellness startup, but we work with individuals one-on-one. We also work on the B2B side with corporate wellness and then also with athletic teams as well. Awesome. So if somebody wants to find you and they're like, Hey man, I think I'm under eating and having some issues and they really want to take it to the next level. They could find you at ownitcoaching.com. Yeah. Sweet. Check it out. Thanks Pratik. If you found today's podcast valuable and you're listening on the Apple podcast app, please click the three small buttons in the right bottom corner of your screen and then share this episode with one friend who could use this information. 
Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.